Welcome, everyone, to the Inspired Choices radio show. I am your host, Christine McIver. I'm not really sure what happened there with the music, but we're going to have a good time anyways. We're not going to let technology stop us. So welcome, welcome, welcome. I am so happy to have all of you here tonight. We have a wonderful guest with us, Simran Singh, and we are going to be talking about We Don't See Our Ripples. So last week we were actually speaking with Helen Geary from Ireland. We talked about being bored and ready to leave and the choice with all of that. It was a wonderful show. If you're interested, you can check that out in the archives. And so tonight we're going to be speaking with Simran Singh. Where in your life have you been creating, gifting, and contributing with your every choice to others, but you don't see your value? Have you actually taken a moment to acknowledge the ripples you have made in the world? Do you know what occurs when you do begin to acknowledge all of you? Tonight, Simran and I are going to dive deep into the impact of this topic. Simran is a returning guest to the Inspired Choices radio show. I'm so happy to have her here again. And someone who has contributed to me and the ripples in my world. Um, Simran is an I. PPY Gold Award-winning author of Conversations with the Universe, a wonderful book, in addition to Your Journey to Enlightenment and Your Journey to Love. Simran Singh creates experiences for individuals and audiences in expressing consciousness through storytelling, song, poetry, and soul art. As a rebel humanitarian, she stretches the boundaries of the mind and heart enticing individuals into the unknown with bold truths and intriguing conversations. Simron, number one rated syndicated host of Voice America's 1111 Talk Radio and publisher of award-winning 1111 Magazine, is host of New Thought Channel Television Network's 1111 Interviews TV and a one-woman show, The Rebel Road. Oh my gosh, that was so good. <laughs> Simron is also an author of IPPY gold award-winning conversations with the universe your journey to enlightenment and your journey to love as a recognized speaker and catalyst for love compassion and humanitarian simron is an example for a world new world experience of aliveness that integrates the visionary and mystic embodied within each person on the planet welcome so much simron to the show Oh, it's awesome to be with you, Christine. I'm excited about our conversation, and I think you've picked an amazing topic. <laughs> well, you know, you're you're a woman who's left ripples all around the world, and that was the first thing that popped when I thought about you and uh, how much, you know, so many of us don't acknowledge it. And I remember back to our conversation in Burlington when you were on the Rebel Road. So maybe tell everyone, first of all, what was the Rebel Road? The Rebel Road is very much like everything else in my life has been. It has been an experience for me to experience myself because I believe that's what we're all here to do. We're here to live the adventure, and that adventure is going to look a lot of different ways. And although the human mind wants to judge sometimes what it looks like, it is meant to be an adventure, a thrill ride. And so my next phase of the thrill ride was to really dive into myself in ways I'd never experienced myself before. And that ended up looking like a one-woman show where I told stories and songs and sometimes I was humorous and other times I was very <laughs> in-depth and philosophical. And 
it it was a way for me to expand my expression and go into the void and release one identity and open myself to an even greater expansiveness of myself. And when we talk about these ripples, the Rebel Road was not anything I did for anyone else. It was very specifically for me, just like 1111 Magazine, just like 1111 Radio, just like 1111 Interviews, just like every book I write, every post I post. I truly believe that if we are focused on inspiring ourselves, that is what ripples out because we can only touch other people in the heart when we have touched our own hearts. And that takes a real leap of courage to put ourselves first and really understand that we matter enough to be present to ourselves and what our own dreams are. Mm, I love that. And how many of us don't actually see how much we matter in the world and, and we're often doing that, um, making our choices from pleasing other people or fitting in, right? What, what have you, so you, when you were on the Rebel Road, now do you continue the Rebel Road adventure? I do. It, it continues in many different ways. If people invite me, you know, it it was exhibited as an outward experience for me because I had been a very introspective hermit type individual, even though I appeared to be reaching out to people through radio and magazine and it looked like I was very out there. All of that was done inside my home. It was done from behind a computer or a phone. I didn't really have to be out there with people. It felt very safe. I needed to do something that was very out of the box for me that felt completely unsafe in the world, but yet where I would build the safety and trust within myself. That's what led me outside. But in actuality, the Rebel Road is an internal journey because as I went further and further out, it allowed me to go deeper and deeper in and led me so deeply inside myself that I discovered so much more than I ever could have imagined. And so it really doesn't matter where you go. There's no geographic cure. It doesn't mm -hmm. matter whether you go out or whether you choose immediately to go in. What truly matters is that we are deconditioning, that we are letting go of the layers and the conditioning and the constructs that we have built up around ourselves that keep us from living our dreams and what inspires us. And when we keep ourselves from living our dreams and what inspires us, we end up doing what we think society needs. We end up falling into the codependence and desiring to save, fix, or help other people. We fall into the paradigm that the world has taught us that success is that means building a list or acquiring an audience or reaching a certain number of people. And when we go for those things, we actually create the energy that oftentimes is the opposite. There are some people that go out and create massive audiences or, or touch massive amounts of people and in doing so, they may also find that they still are unfulfilled because they're still not tapping into what it is that truly touches their heart. If we really are the only one here, Christine, if you're the only one here and it's just you and God, it doesn't matter what you do. It's about you being so present to you that God has an aha moment. And that's <laughs> what we're here for because we are experience, experience itself. God is experiencing through us. And so my only job is to allow God to have the aha moment by watching my life. And when that happens for me, and I have my own aha moment with the way I take leaps and bounds, 
it shows up as modeling and as the example for other people, not to be me, but to to understand that they can go out and be themselves and they can live their lives uniquely expressing their genius that is not meant to look like anyone else. Simran, I swear I could listen to you for hours. I love the way you just put that. That just sent shivers through me that to to live that moment, those moments that that God has the aha that that we're not looking for the reinforcements from others around us. That it that just leads us to operating from such a different space. How many people ever actually experience that in their lives though? How how many of us um, are, you know, operating from the space of desiring to make it so that we appear successful to others? What have you experienced watching? We come in as babies truly understanding our sacredness and our specialness. And we have these eyes that see with wonder. We see every speck of wonder that Source created every flower, every butterfly, the smile, the love of a mother's heart, the taste of milk. I mean, everything is just wonderful. And then we forget because we have this conditioning. And the aha moment comes because we understand that we are that unique flower. We are that butterfly. We are the myriad of fish in the ocean that were created that were inspirations from God, source, universe, to see, hear, feel, express itself to understand the full expanse of beauty that it could show up as. And so for us as creation to infinitely express ourselves in any and every way possible that wants to come through us, that is the enlightening moment. That is the spark, the never-ending spark that is the God presence that continues to be the flowering of creation. And our unwillingness to be that unique and that special and embrace our own sacredness in that way is telling God not only did he get it wrong, but that we are not worthy of even having Mm. been created in the first place. And so we have to own the worthiness of being created as special and unique children of the creator that also have the capacity to create. <laughs> I swear you just leave me speechless every time. <laughs> that doesn't happen very often. Simran, it rarely happens that I'm speechless. I can tell you that for sure. That is phenomenal. I I just love well, that. I you know to to honor ourselves and to honor you know, the universe, God, whatever someone calls it, to honor that and to say we were not a mistake. There, There is no mistake in any of the creations. And to really operate from that space is, is such a different example in the world that uh, very rarely do we see or very rarely does anyone ever speak of. Well, and, you know, some people say that we're a human experiment. And even if we look at it that way, that still says there's a possibility of success or failure. But there is no failure because we can't get it wrong. We cannot make a mistake. It does not matter what path you choose. There is a divine destiny that is organically unfolding, whether you like it or not, that is going to be where you are destined to be. Your choices are either going to determine whether you take that straight, uh, illuminated path of gold right to the to the very vision that you were meant to create 
or whether you have chosen to take the scenic route, which can look like the dark night of the soul, which can go through the muck and the mire. And that, too, is an adventure because you are going to stretch and you're going to grow and you're going to learn and you're going to end up with skills and talents and you're going to burst forth from that muck and mire just like the lotus flower. And so it really doesn't matter which path you take because all paths lead back home. Ah. I love that. And then just for the record, I think I took the scenic route for the most part of my life, and I now I'm choosing the golden path. So I, I'm very excited about <laughs> we that. We all did. <laughs> we all took the scenic route. You know why? Because we love an adventure. I mean, how many of us go to the movies because we want suspense, we want thrills, we want the romance, we want to have the ups and downs that a movie adventure takes us on. So what do we do here? We create that in our own lives. And, right. you know, it's it's phenomenal if we can embrace it in just that way. That is such a very different point of view that changes everything. When I think about how many people operate from the the uh, the energy of trauma and drama, and when you look at that and just say, well, you're taking the scenic route. It, you know, are you having an adventure? Are you having fun? And when we start to look at it in that path, that you know, it really comes into what I'm often saying is you have another choice. If it's not working, you can choose something different. But I love the, the, the whole energy around it's just a different choice. It's, you're still going to end up in the same space. You're still going to end up it, home. Exactly. It's, it's our judgment of the steps that we take or it's our judgment of the experiences we end up in or the judgment of the emotions that we're feeling that actually create the stuckness and, and make us question everything in life because we really don't need to judge any of it. It's all just experience. Anger right. is like a bittersweet fruit, whereas joy is a very, very sweet, sweet fruit. It's just taking a bite out of another type of experience. And once we've had that experience, we can move on to another experience. But we get stuck in the place of, I don't want to feel anger. I don't want to do this. I, don't, I just want that joy that's way over there that I can't reach. And that's what slows us down and starts to not only miss out on the now experience, but start to live in the past or keep yearning for the future. That's phenomenal. Um, so we're going to go for our first break. Um, before we do, Simran, um, what is the, what's the one thing about your journey that you're enjoying so much right now? I would have to say the thing that I'm enjoying the most is truly just embracing every experience now because I, when you pour so much light on something like the Rebel Road was, the first thing that has to happen is you're going to experience the equivalent amount of darkness. And that was the most incredible experience I've ever had, is to dive into the depths of darkness because now I'm truly discovering what real light is, not the intellectual what we want light to be, what we try to show up as, the mask of life that we all appear as, but what true light experience mm -hmm. is. And so I'm sitting right there truly, um, honoring and embracing and in reverence of the complete beauty of darkness and the complete beauty of light and their equivalent. Hmm. I I love that you've got you've got a very unique and um, soft welcoming to the way that you look at things, and it, it's it's a very refreshing way 
to to look at the challenges in the world. So um, we're going to go for our first break of the night. When we get back, we're going to continue with our conversation with the wonderful Simran Singh, where we're talking about We Don't See Our Ripples. Stay tuned, everyone. We'll be right back right after this commercial break. Okay, apparently uh, none of our commercials are working tonight. How does it get any better than that, Simran? We are just going to, you and me are just going to keep talking. How does that sound? Well, you know, I, I wrote a book called Conversations with the Universe, and to me, signs and symbols always show up, and they are part of the conversation. And what what this is saying to me, because the music didn't play and now the commercial's not playing, is it really is a message and a conversation to the audience. Number one, the music didn't play in the beginning. And and that means, where's the music not playing in your life? Where are you really not allowing the harmony? Where are you really not allowing the melody of your own soul to fill the entire entrance into every space that you go in your life? And then the commercial break didn't come in. And commercials, you know, when most of us think of commercials, we think of noise. And we usually want to tune them out or we leave the room or we do different things when a commercial comes on. And so for the for the noise to not show up and there just to be this space, it's saying, where is the space? Are you allowing the space in your life for something to come in? Because so often people keep doing, they keep running to try to make more money or find the right relationship or create the business or become something because they're trying to please other people or trying to feel worthy because some part of them feels like they just didn't make it. And the fact of the matter is, is oftentimes the opposite is necessary. You've got to declutter. You've got to let go of things. You've got to pull back. You've got to completely stop sometimes and allow there to be space because nothing new can come in if there's no space for it to come in too. And so that was a beautiful way for the universe to say, Sometimes there just needs to be that space of silence, that space to take a breath, that space to say what now new can come into the room that was not there before. Amen. All I can say is amen. I completely agree with you. It's interesting, Simran, that you talk about the space of recent, um, you know, this platform, the, the Inspired Choices Network is brand new. It's something that I've been creating for the last year and we went live January the 1st and there hasn't been much space in my world. And uh, of recent, in the last week, my body said, okay, Christine, that's it. You need to stop. And in order for me to stop, it had to actually create a little bit of an illness because I'm not very good at stopping um, and and really taking that space. And what what really has uh, definitely with my friends challenging me, they're like, would you just sit back and receive? Would you please receive? Would you just take some space and receive? And how many of us don't know how to really receive? And and as we're talking about this topic, about seeing our own ripples, how many of us don't even receive the ripples that we're making in the world, that the contributions that we're actually having with, with those around us and with ourselves? Well, everything that we do, we have to understand... If it's truly an impulse for us to do it, 
that we're doing it to receive something for ourselves. I know that when I step out to create something, it doesn't matter what it is. It's because I want to experience me. I want to experience a certain feeling. I want to experience an expansion. And if I'm constantly in the doing mode where I'm just creating, 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 and it turns into that work, all of a sudden that level of creativity that initially began as the feminine impulse, the inspired action to create, which is birthing, which is what we as women do naturally, it then turns into masculine energy. And that's one of the issues that has occurred with us as women. We have let go of our femininity. We have let it hide. We have become masculine. And that constant effort of doing, it ends up tiring us out. It ends up getting us sick. It ends up creating a pebble, a rock, or a boulder in our path to try to stop us because we are naturally receptive beings and we are meant to live in our rhythms and our cycles. And Mm -hmm. women are in this place as we move into divine feminine. It's not so much about action, 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 rise, 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 let our voice be out there to say whatever it is and our anger and our fight and our feminism and all of that. It really is more about can we step back and be with what's here. If there's this impulse to create, before we jump out and act, can we really be first? and marinate in that place of pregnancy, that urge to create, and then allow it to come forward in the inspired action. And as it's coming forward, can we breathe? Because we're going through the contractions of birth, and those contractions are going to be the reminders of the old conditioning. Because some of the actions are going to be, I need to do this now because I've got to create the money. And if that's the impulse, That's a contraction of old conditioning, and that's where you've got to breathe through it and not do anything. But if the contraction is then saying, I need to do this now because my, my soul is compelled to now birth this and just see it in form and hold it, that is a feminine receptivity. And then you wait for the next feminine receptivity of inspired action. But if it's, again, I need to go fix something, I need to go do something, that is a masculine action. And so it's it's about really discerning now where am I truly stepping into this place of such masculinity and where am I allowing myself to dip back into what is truly feminine about me, what my balancing nature is for the planet and what are the the places of balance in my life that will help keep me there. And so I, I tell people you've got to have at least one day a week where you do absolutely nothing. And that means truly nothing. That means no journaling, no meditating, no walking even, no. Can you just sit? Can you truly just sit and let all of the conditioning rise up and feel the discomfort of that so that it finally leaves? Because until we do that, we're going to keep rubber banding back between the new you and the old you. And and that's part of the discomfort that people feel is they, they're wanting this new vision of themselves but they keep being bounced back to the old vision because of the pattern and the imprinting that's in their cells. Hmm. So, Simran, what what is it that that keeps people from seeing their ripples, from seeing their impact in the world? Well, my first question is, why do we need to see it? (laughs) why, Why is there a need to even know how we're impacting the world? What does that do for us? Is that is that another way that we have to value ourselves? Do we really need to know that we're impacting so many people? 
Well, I think for some people that I've I've coached with and worked with, a lot of them feel this deep sorrow inside of them that they're not that they're not having a contribution in the world, that they're not good enough. You know, they have that low, very low self-esteem and they don't see what a contribution they are to the world, even just being themselves, even if it's just with themselves. They don't see the contribution they're being um, in the world, which which has them go into a deeper, darker place. And, it's beca- and, and that deeper, darker place is such a beautiful space. That is the void. That is the wound that we're trying to be taken back to. Whenever we have these feelings of unworthiness or sadness or grief or feeling unfulfilled, those emotions are rising up to try to take us back to the place that they initially birthed from. And most of the time, if we are trying to have an impact in the world, if we are trying to attain a certain level or a hierarchy or a fame or some kind of place where we are recognized, it is because it stemmed from our childhood and believing that it is our doing that is going to get us love. It is our action that is going to get us praise and get us rewards. And what we have to come back to is that our presence is enough, that there is not a single thing we have to do to be valued, to be loved, to be recognized, to be seen, heard, and acknowledged. And when we can see, hear, and acknowledge ourselves to that degree of presence, embracing those parts of us that really feel like they need all that outward uh, accolade or understanding of how many people we have touched, then we have touched the very core of ourselves. We really will start to understand that our value, our innate value, can be in the relaxation. And that's when you'll dive into what it is you're truly here to do. Otherwise, we're pushing ourselves into places to try to get something that is outside of us when it's been right under our noses all of the time. I have no clue how many people I touch in the world. I don't check stats. I'm not interested in building lists. I truly know that my message, if it is meant to be heard by anyone, they will find their way to me. There is an inherent trust that I hold that everything is interconnected and that the only life I am here to truly change and impact is my own. That Mm -hmm. is how we heal the world. If we truly ground in the fact that the only one that we're truly here to change, and that that change is enough, and we know that that's within ourselves, then that's all that needs to be done. And then we release the pressure, because then our next question is, what do I want to do that really is fun? What do I Mm want to do that would completely light me up? What is it that would set my world on fire, that would have me wake up at 3 a.m. in the morning because I just can't wait to get started and not let me go to sleep at night because I don't want to stop? What is that thing? Because that's your genius. That's the place and the spark that you're meant to strike in the world as the divine piece of the puzzle. And that piece will go out and touch whoever it needs to touch. And that piece will create the abundance that you need to magnetize to you in the ways that it needs to magnetize. But you have to allow yourself to understand that your presence to that is going to be enough. And that's the journey of the soul. So so when someone is in that dark space, that journey of the soul, how what what is it they they can do 
in order to have them shift through that and and really move into that space of seeing themselves and having that experience with themselves. I can only speak to what I did for myself. And when I found myself in the place of discomfort or or angst or any of what you would call the dense emotions, I decided that I was going to go so far down deep into the well that I would get lost there. So many of us end up in life and find ourselves unconscious. And then we try mm-hmm. to become conscious. But we don't realize that that path to consciousness might also be another layer of our false self. It doesn't look that way. It doesn't feel that way. We feel light. We feel like we're moving toward enlightenment. We feel like we're moving towards purpose. And then we don't understand why there's still these bumps in the road or there's still these things that happen. And so I decided the next time a bump in the road showed up, I was going to consciously become unconscious. Meaning I was going to go into the well so far down that I got lost. I decided I was going to go into the place of grief so far that if I really let myself cry every tear, would I actually die? Would the tears actually stop? Or would I cry this endless river of tears? And what I discovered is that only in the blackest place of blackness will you find light. And it's the real light. It's the true light. It's the essence of your soul light. It's the ember that sits in your heart that is waiting, that is burning, that is constantly holding the space for you to return. It is the ember that is waiting to become the flame that will burst into the roaring fire that will exude from you so brilliantly that nothing can stand in its way. And all you can do is blaze new paths. Because that is what that fire is for. So are you willing to go to the depths of your own soul through all the channels and the chasms into the murkiness and the mire and the collection of thoughts and ideas and behaviors and patterns that you have collected over times and generations? Are you willing to travel back through the mountains of your ancestors and bring out all of the debris that they have had to carry on their backs that you have now also brought forward unconsciously? Are you willing to go into the deep and dark cave to clear everything, not by getting rid of it, but by fully absorbing it into the fire of your soul that you have now shifted seven generations forward and seven generations back, and you have erupted through the volcano as a pure golden sun that is there to illuminate the landscape that surrounds everything. <laughs> Simran, you've had so many amazing experiences and, and you speak so clearly about your own personal. Have you ever come across someone who who has taken that journey and hasn't come back from that dark soul of the night? I... I know that the one thing that is required if you choose to go there is you've got to have at least one other person that will hold vigil for you. That one person that knows who you are, that can see who you are, that will never forget who you are, that will 
keep reminding you who you are no matter how lost you become because part of that getting lost is the complete forgetting. It is almost the re-experiencing how we became lost in the first place. And, and it's a person that's not going to try to fix you. They're not going to try to coach you. They're not going to try to pull you out because they can't handle the discomfort that they're seeing in you. It is someone that is just going to hold the space and say, I love you. And if you have that, whether it is a partner or a best friend or a family member or even if it is a coach that is willing to just hold that space, if you have that, you will go to the depths of yourself and find the jewels because we each have them. We have the jewels within us. We have a crown that is waiting to be placed on each of our heads. We are the kingdom, but we have to be willing to travel to the very depths of that kingdom to find the jewels. And so it does require just having that one other person that can hold that sacred vigil for you and be a touchstone for you so that you know that where you've gone, you've chosen to go, and that there will be a moment that you come back out. Hmm. The, the one person that I know has been there has been me. <laughs> you know, I, 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 have, I have supported many people in moving in that direction, and different people are at different places because it, it takes a great deal of courage to really want to go to that place. And I think there are many people ready at this time, and I think there are probably many people that are doing this work, but you don't always hear about them. Because once right. you come out from that place, you realize all the things in the world that we all think matter, they no longer matter. You realize truly what an illusion this is. You realize, you know, how serious everyone takes everything, and it really isn't that serious. Um, and it can be, you know, sometimes what you see in the world as the most tragic thing, but there's a bigger perspective that comes over you because you were willing to experience the depths of emotion. And the gift that gives us and the world is you find your true humanity. And that's how we save overall humanity, is by truly embracing our own humanity. That's, that's the, the real reason that we've come here. And why do you think that there are so many people uh, ready to take that journey now? I, I, I don't know if they are consciously ready or unconsciously ready. I know that we're being sent in that direction. The world is showing us we're going in that direction. Um, the circumstances of the world are pushing us in that direction because people have denied their pain. They don't want to feel it. They don't want to see it. Generally, people want to have something to escape it. And if they're going to feel it, they want to just feel the very surface layers of it. You can look at it because we have rampant depression across the world. We have terrorism that's taking place. It's mirroring back to us in many, many ways. And that's how I know that one person can make a difference. Because one person willing to do that level of work of their own humanity will create that endless ripple that goes out mm -hmm. into the world for overall humanity. One person willing to shift their consciousness and raise their vibration to that degree 
can affect thousands upon thousands upon thousands of others. And shifting Mm -hmm. consciousness is not about positivity. It's not about us constantly stating affirmations. True shifting of consciousness is learning how to love those aspects of us that we just have not loved. It is learning how to absorb the utter darkness and heartbreak and demon that lives within each one of us because we are both the angel and the demon. And when we can truly love and fall in love with that demon, what we will discover is that that has been our true soulmate all along. That has been the one that has actually created every experience for us to finally discover our light. That Mm -hmm. is the true journey to love. Well, I think I've discovered several of my lights, and I didn't realize that they were coming from that dark space. So that is uh, it's so eloquent, the way that you've put that. Simran, what what are you creating in the world right now um, in what you're doing? I mean, you do so many different things. Are you working on another book, or what are you doing? I am, I am working on another series of books. Um, for some reason, my books come in threes. My first three books definitely were 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 a pathway. They were my experience, but from the work I've done with many people, I see that it's the experience of many. Conversations with the universe helps people build trust because it's about the signs and symbols and synchronicities and how to really understand that the universe is talking to us not once in a while, every single day, volumes. I mean, everything is talking to us in one way, shape, or form. And then your journey to enlightenment my second book was about how to step out of that conformity and truly begin to manifest and create from the innocence of the child because that's the part of us we've forgotten. That book came second for a reason. Uh, That book channeled through me because I didn't realize I was about to go into the deep well of darkness and that was the book that was going to pull me back out. The the Your Journey to Love book is the book about embracing the shadow and having that sacred marriage where we embrace the trinity but it it requires going into the very dark depths of ourselves and so now i've at a that i've come out of that trinity of books this next trinity of books is a completely different perspective of life and the world and all the things that happen and and a true reflection on what blessings are and what sacredness is and how to truly be in oneness and embrace humanity and so that's one of the things that I'm doing. I have embarked on soul art, evolutionary art that I do by commission. I do retreats. I continue my magazine and my radio show. And I actually have a lot of time. It looks like I'm very, very busy and I have huge spaces of time because I've come to a place now and and this is what I want to be kind of the dangling carrot for everyone When you go into those places, all of a sudden you reach a level of presence where you truly do stretch time. You learn how to create massively without the effort. Things happen magically, and it is a really amazing way to live, and it is accessible to everyone. But it requires our willingness to be with ourselves and Everything in the world, including our ego, is doing everything possible to distract us from ourselves. And so as long as you know that and you keep coming back to you, you're going to discover these things and they will be amazing and magical. 
That's wonderful. So where do you do your workshops, Simran? I have a retreat facility in Charleston, South Carolina, and so I have people come here. Um, There are times where I also uh, go to people if that's the way that it it feels like it needs to work out. And then Mm -hmm. I also work with people um, just online coaching through Skype or phone and different things like that, and we create experiences as we move along our journeys together. You know, individuals that are attracted to me are usually individuals that really are ready to do a very deep soul dive. It's it's no longer about the outer world. It's no longer so much about accomplishment and how to move out there and, or even how to create the ripples. What occurs ends up being that the byproduct is those things because right. – you're not focusing on it. You're focusing more on you, and it, that authenticity and that vulnerability starts to then magically create those ripples. But it's it's individuals that really say, I know the world is different than what I've conditioned, been conditioned into believing, and I want to experience my sacred presence. I want to truly know and meet my I am presence. To work with people like that is what juices me. Hmm. I can imagine that that, really does say something to you deeply and how blessed these people are to be with you to have you guide them um you're you definitely are someone who has walked the walk and you you do show us a way that is much easier than the fight that we've we've often bought into that we need to be in a fight with trying to find who we are and and that's absolutely not the case um, exactly, I know that... and for people that want to dip their toe in the pond, if they're not, if if that sounds, because sometimes that can sound intimidating, that can sound um, frightening to the ego, because the deceptive intelligence doesn't want us to grow, it doesn't want us to touch our essence, it doesn't want us to discover that we are God's walking. The deceptive intelligence wants to keep us small and limited and in fear and constantly running, and so, but even if that feels like too big a stretch, that's why I wrote the books to let people have a way to slowly at their own time move into those spaces and open their mm-hmm. minds and their hearts and their beings into those expanded spaces that they they all have access to. That's phenomenal. And I know you have a wonderful gift that you're you're contributing to all of the listeners uh free 30 days of awakening. Um thank you so much and I'm just going to uh we'll make sure that we have it in the replay of this um of this radio show so people can definitely connect in there. And of course, you have your magazine that people can can connect to as well, 1111 magazine. You you are creating, you have created so many resources for so many individuals out there. I love I love that you're at that place um, in, in creating all of that space and the importance of that. Now, you you also have a family that you you brought into this world, and they must keep you busy as well. But how much are they actually enjoying you on this new journey as well, Simran? Um, first of all, as far as the, the free 30 days of awakening, I hope people partake in that. It will allow you to taste your sacredness. It will open you to truly feeling and seeing the truth of who you are. And if you allow those images and those words to just marinate within you each day, my desire for you is that it just opens you to the beauty and the love and the full expression 
of of how the oneness of divinity sees you because that's what you are. So I love giving that gift to you. As far as how family sees me, um, I think I have family that that kind of sits there and cocks their head at me at times and, and goes, what's she on? <laughs> I think I have people that think I've lost my mind. Um, I have plenty of people that absolutely do not get me or where I come from. And then I have those that utterly embrace me and are so grateful that um, I'm willing to go to the places that I'm willing to go so that they can also walk in those same places. And every bit of that is okay because each one of you are meant to be here to be a model and a guide and a teacher and a mystic and a visionary. We are each a minister to the people around us. And sometimes that ministry is a ministry of love where they embrace and they feel loved and they connect and they're very deeply impassioned with you and for you and you for them. And other times it is because you are supposed to be the distortion. You are supposed to be the aggravation. You are supposed to be the agitation that is to light the fire under them. And so whatever's going on in your life and whoever you are lighting up in whatever way you're lighting up, just be thrilled that you're doing so because that means that you're doing part of what you're here to do. (laughs) I love that way of looking at it. I absolutely love that. I'm sure our listeners are thinking about different people in their lives and like, oh, I'm lighting up their life. Okay. (laughs) You know, we take it all so seriously and we let things, we let things affect us. And if the one thing that I can do for people is to let them know that life really is this amazing adventure. And most of us choose the roller coaster. And so we're going to have those dips and dives and we're going to have those high spots and we're going to have those moments our arms are up in the air. And there are going to be those times where we're in utter fear at what's over the bend. And then those times of complete exhilaration because we're finally off the darn thing. And so, you know, there's just all these places that we get to go. And in the process, we are touching many people in many different ways. We are creating ripples that we have no idea that we're creating. And we could touch one person that might be a person that ends up touching a million. And that right. might be our full purpose in life. And so who's to say that that person is any less than the one who touched the million? Because without that person, the other one would never have expressed in the way they mm-hmm. expressed. And that's why I like to tell people it really isn't about quantity. It is about the quality of your life. It is about the quality of your experience, your voice, your expression, and the quality to which you will be in relationship with yourself. So when you have someone that is ready to start taking those steps, what are some of the things that you're you're inviting them into doing? Um, finding that space, I would imagine, is one of them that they're, they're – that one day a week where they're not doing anything, which is a great deal that they are doing when they are sitting in the space. What else would you suggest? That's probably one of the most important and the most difficult steps to take because the average person does not know how to stop. And 10 minutes in, they're going to wonder, what am I going to do for 12 more hours? Um, So that is a really powerful step to take, to be with oneself in that way. And because it's such a powerful step to take and often difficult for people, sometimes that looks like just learning to walk every day, to take a day that you actually 
um, walk two to three times a day or to establish a routine where you start walking twice a day, not just once a day, but twice a day. Because that time to connect and to move and to be outside, and again, it needs to be without music. It needs to be with yourself. It needs to be in the presence of your own thoughts and the feelings of your own body and to learn how to breathe again because we are not living in our bodies. And so just allowing ourselves the breath and the time and the space will help us to come back into our bodies and begin to embody our lives. We have come to Earth for a human experience. And as long as we're trying to ascend or reach the ethers or talk to angels or do everything outside of us, we are not living in the bodies that we came here for. And these are very Hmm. sacred vessels. And the only way to really evolve out there is to involve to have involution, to go inside your vessel, because out there is accessible only when you go from in here. And I think that's the key that most people miss when they um, are out there on their spirituality walk or they're seeking or they're reading or they're searching. It's oftentimes because we are such a projection-oriented society and we've been taught that from birth, we keep looking outside and I want to keep turning people back inside because all the answers mm. you seek are really inside yourself. Wow. It's 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 interesting. I feel like nearly the first half of our lives we experience it looking outside and it often feels like we start this journey later in life as we've we've traveled that scenic route and then we decide that you know that wasn't so much fun and we start to be, become quiet and go within and, and we begin to discover who we are um it's i'm i'm grateful to be at that place in my life and uh definitely embracing your suggestions will be uh will be something i will be looking to do <laughs> not the easiest thing for me but um <laughs> definitely i can see that the benefits for me will be will be great so going forward, Simran, um, you're writing your three books. You continue with your magazine and your radio. Um, what are what are some of the things that you would like to accomplish in your life uh, beyond where you have so far? I I don't really look beyond today. I, I wake up every morning and ask myself, what is it that I want to do? today? What is it I feel like doing today? And I embark on that. It's not that I don't have a vision for my life, but my vision is more of one of experiencing fulfillment, freedom, joy, love, connection, community. And I allow those types of visions to lead me forward rather than a specific physical vision. Um, And it's in the same way I live my life to be an example, to model to other people what life can look like that might not be the traditional way of living that most of us have been taught. I tell people when they work with me, I'm I'm a great mentor because I love to tell people what to do. Um, I'm not a coach. <laughs> I'm 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 really like a best friend. I'm the person that's going to hold the space. I'm going I'm the person that's been through every place you're about to walk through, so I can help you understand the places that you're moving through. I can help you integrate them. I can help you move through them more easily. And most of all, I'm the individual that will see, hear, and acknowledge a person to a degree that they've never been seen, heard, or acknowledged before. And and to me, that 
is an amazing way of work in the world. That is something that people truly need and desire because we are not listened to. Generally, we have not been heard. And so I wake up every morning first listening to myself. What is it that I want? What is it I long to dream of? What is it I long to eat that day? What is it I long to to be and experience? Hmm. And, um, and, and by doing so, I'm able to create things that somehow seem to reach other people and touch them. And that's a blessing for me. Well, I think, you know, it's what you've been saying all along. It's the presence. Um, you create that presence with yourself, and it becomes this magnet um, that you pull us into, Simran. Um, there is there is an energy with you that is very, very different than most people that are doing really an outward push. And you are sitting there in in the still waters, allowing others to come. And that is very, very different. It's, it's beautiful. And I feel very blessed to have experienced that with you and uh, to continue to to see you in the world. It's It's definitely a gift you've brought forth for all of us. So thank you so much. Absolutely. Um it's a pleasure. I applaud everything that you're doing in the world, Christine, and 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 you know, blessings to you and to Rhonda and to your team for what you are putting out and how you are touching people because you know, when passion lights a person up, it you feel it and you, it shows and it's expressed through them and it does ripple out into the world. And so uh, I applaud I applaud what you're doing and how you're doing it and the model and the example that you're being for so many. Thank you so much. If you would like to get in touch with Simron, you can connect with her on her website at, at Um You can also check the replay of this show where you'll be able to get the link to the beautiful gift that she's gifting to all of us, 30 Days of Awakening. You can, of course, connect with her on her radio show, on Voice America, on her 1111 magazine. Uh, Simron can be found throughout the world on Facebook and uh, wherever you go, listen, take the words that Simran has shared with us tonight with you. And remember, you can take the scenic route or you can take the direct route. It's all your choice. <laughs> so thank you, everyone. If uh, you'd like to connect with me, you can do so, Christine, at inspiredchoices.ca. And remember, wherever you are in the world, you can always make another choice. Until we meet again, friends, take, have, take a wonderful care of yourself and have a beautiful week. Bye for now. And I guess we're not going to have music, so maybe we should just sing, Simran. What do you think? (laughs) (laughs) We will end in silence. How appropriate. Thank you, everybody. (laughs) Oh, my goodness. What a ride. It's never a dull moment around (laughs) here. I love it. Bye, everybody. (laughs) 